Well, today we're going to continue our series called Good News for All. We've been studying the Gospel of Luke together as a church family. We're still in the early chapters. We're in Luke chapter 2. And we come into the last few verses of Luke chapter 2. And, and last time we began a small collection of talks at the end of Luke chapter 2 called The Silent Years of Jesus. And today we're going to continue that small little collection. We're going to look at the silent years of Jesus once again. And this is what it says, first of all, in Luke 2, verse 39 to 40, and then Luke 2, verse 52. This is what it says. When Jesus' parents had fulfilled all the requirements of the law of the Lord, they returned home to Nazareth in Galilee. There, the child grew up healthy and strong. He was filled with wisdom and God's favor was on him. And then verse 52 says, Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all the people. A few weeks ago, my brothers and I, we went to Barcelona on holidays. It was lovely to get a lot, the last bit of sun for the summer. It was nice to get away and we really enjoyed our time together. However, the downside was that we had to get up early for our flight on the final day. We had to get up at 4 a.m. and it was a real killer. We had to be in the airport, check in, and then we had to catch the, the 8 o'clock flight back to Bristol. Fortunately, everything was on time, so we got on the plane, we got back, and uh, we landed in Bristol, and then it came the time for us to drive from Bristol back home. Now, because I'm such a good brother, I decided that I would drive home, even though Dav and Nat both offered. I don't think Nat was very serious, but Dav offered to drive home, but as soon as we got in the car, Nat, he, he jumped into the back, and he fell asleep. Fortunately, Dav, he, he guided me all the way home and, and I was grateful for that. But you know, we'd been up really early in the morning. I hadn't slept on the plane, whereas the other two had. I, I hadn't slept and so I was exhausted by the time I got behind that wheel. And just after we had passed the Seven Bridge entering into Wales, I could just feel my eyes getting heavier and heavier. They began to close and all of a sudden, I could hear that the car, the tires, the tires was going over the white lines on the road. You could hear the bumps come in. And, and David said to me, he said, Luke, watch where you go in. I was starting to fall asleep. I was so tired. But fortunately, those lines, those grid lines, those white lines were there. And they woke me up a bit. So I put the window down. I began slapping myself. Dav was trying to talk to me. But I could feel myself getting tireder and tireder. Thankfully, I'm here today to tell the tale. And that's something that I won't do again is get behind the wheel when I am that tired. But, you know, them, them lines, they kept me from drifting away and getting into a lot of trouble. Those lines literally saved my life. You know, as I thought about that, you know, I thought about our lives sometimes. Our lives can, can be like that. We can be heading in one direction and then all of a sudden something comes our way and we can slowly begin drifting off path. We can get distracted by so many different things. We can get distracted by the latest fashions, the newest gadgets, the, the latest TV shows. We can get distracted by our jobs, by money, and by relationships. I know those things, they, they look so great. They're fulfilling. They can be helpful. But if we're not careful, they can also lead us off course as well. They can bring about destruction into our lives. I'm sure that you can agree with me today that sometimes life is just hard to navigate. We're faced with so many decisions and things and, and we don't want to go down the wrong road. We don't want to go down the wrong path. And, and we are faced with so many decisions 
on a daily basis and it can be hard to navigate on times. However, I'm thankful today that we belong to a God. We, we serve a God. We know a God who is there to guide us through this life. He has a gift to help us. Uh, he has a gift to help each and every one of us. It's a gift that will help us to live a godly life in an ungodly world and an increasingly ungodly world. It's a gift that will help us successfully deal with the practical things in our day-to-day lives. It's like those road marks in life that were keeping me on track and and were waking me up when I was veering off out of the lane and stopped me from going into a barrier or into another car. That's what this gift is like from God. Now you might be wondering, what is this gift that can help us navigate through life? Well, this gift is wisdom. This was something that was vital for our Saviour, Jesus. You know, as we continue to look at the silent years of Jesus today, these years before he steps into his three and a half years of ministry, we see that Jesus, during his teenage years, he grew in many different areas. And one of the, the first area that he grew in that it says there in Luke 2, 39 to 40 and Luke 2, 52 was wisdom. We'll read it again. When Jesus' parents had fulfilled all the requirements of the law of the Lord, they returned home to Nazareth in Galilee. There the child grew up healthy and strong. He was filled with wisdom and God's favor was on him. Verse 52, Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all people. Even at a young age, Jesus was filled with wisdom and he grew in wisdom. And so if Jesus was filled with wisdom and grew with wisdom, shouldn't we want to know how we can be filled with wisdom and how we can grow in wisdom as well? Now, before we find out how we can receive wisdom from God, I think it's important for us to to know what wisdom is. Now, there's a, a pastor from First Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas, who you might have seen on the God channels. He's usually on TBN and his name is Robert Jeffries. And I was watching one of his messages the other week and he gave this fantastic quote about wisdom because wisdom can be hard to define sometimes, can't it? Many people think that wisdom has to do with with knowledge, that you're a wise person if you know a lot of things, but, but that's completely different, even though sometimes they are closely related. But, you know, Robert Jeffries says this about wisdom. He says that wisdom is the ability to see life from God's point of view and to live life in complete submission to God's direction and principles. You know, living a godly life in an ungodly world is no mean feat. If you're a Christian, if you've been a follower of Jesus for any length of time, you'll know that it's hard to live in this world for Jesus. It can be difficult on a daily basis to live with Jesus. There are so many things that can lead us astray, lead us off the right path, off the path that God has for our lives. And even Jesus faced these distractions. But I love what it says about Jesus. Hebrews 4.15, it says, this high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. Jesus didn't sin. And that's why you and I need his help. We need his help on how to navigate ourselves through this world. How We need his help to to make decisions in this life because we can get it wrong and we can go off off the wrong track. Jesus himself was filled with wisdom. He didn't neglect that. He was filled with wisdom. He grew with wisdom and he shows you and me our need for wisdom as well. 
So you might say, how, how can we get wisdom? Where does that come from? How can we get wisdom? Well, it begins, first of all, by having the proper attitude. Solomon, who is a king of Israel, who is known as the wisest man who's ever lived or ever lived on this earth. He wrote these powerful words in, in Proverbs chapter 9. He says this, Proverbs 9 verse 10, fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. You might say, what does that mean? Well, fearing God means to have this reverence of, of God. I like this definition I heard recently. Fear, the fear of the Lord is a wholesome dread of displeasing him. It's not a fear of retribution. It's a fear of dis displeasing him. It's a dread of displeasing God, disappointing him, dishonoring God. And, and Solomon says here, that's the foundation of wisdom. Before you get it, you need to have that right attitude that I don't want to displease God with my life and I don't want to bring him dishonor through anything that I do. So once we have that, that right attitude of fearing the Lord, dishonoring, uh, fearing of, of disappointing God, once we have that attitude, then we're ready to receive wisdom. So how do we receive it? Well, I believe there's four ways in which we can obtain wisdom. The first, first of all, the first way that we can get wisdom is by asking God for it because wisdom comes from him. Godly wisdom comes from him. And I love what it says in James 1 verse 5. James says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. You know, if you want to know God's heart about any issue, about any decision that you are facing in life, when you have that difficult decision to make, why not ask God? Instead of asking your friend or your loved one or searching Google, which we so often do, why not ask God? Spend time praying about it. Pray and ask God, God, what am I to do with this, this career move? What am I to do with this relationship? What am I to do with, with my child who's not listening to me? God, what am I to do today? Ask God, spend time praying, but also listen for the voice of God as well. Listen for his guidance. Listen for his encouragement to you. Ask God for wisdom. He's a good, good father. You know, I love that the fact that we see in, in the Gospels that Jesus would, every day he would set time aside early in the morning to go and pray to his heavenly father. And no doubt, I'm sure that he asked his heavenly father on a daily basis for wisdom. And, and we can come before our heavenly father because of Jesus. He's our heavenly father as well. And we can ask him, Lord, I need wisdom. God, I need wisdom today. Father, will you help me and guide me to live this life? So the first way we get wisdom is by receiving it. It is a gift from God. It's not something that we can buy or purchase or obtain in ourselves. We receive it by faith, by asking our God. God will give you wisdom. Secondly, another way that we can grow in wisdom is by reading and meditating on God's word. Joshua found this out. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 7 to 8, the Lord says to him, Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you'll be successful in all you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. You know, when you read, when you study, when you meditate on God's word and the truth found within the pages of the Bible, you'll begin to gain an insight into God's heart and his mind. 
you'll see how God thinks about a situation, what God thinks about that person, what God thinks about that circumstance. And you know, those difficult decisions that we have to make in life, they become easier when we know what God believes and what God thinks about it. And that'll begin to guide you in those circumstances as well. So if you want wisdom in life, you can't do it. We need God's word. You can't do it apart from God's word. We need to hear God's word. We need to know his mind and his heart. But it doesn't just stop there. If you want to be make wise decisions and you want to be a wise person, then we need to not only read and hear and listen to God's word, we need to obey God's word as well. Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 5 to 6 says this, Look, I now teach you these decrees and regulations just as the Lord God commanded me, so that you may obey them in the land you're about to enter and occupy. Obey them completely. And you will display your wisdom and intelligence among the surrounding nations. When they hear all these decrees, they will explain, exclaim, how wise and prudent are the people of this great nation. You know, when your heart is set on obeying God, he will teach you to his, apply his truth to your life. We need to be hearers of the word, but also doers of the word as well. We need to live out what God tells us we need to put into practice what God is telling us especially when it comes to living in this life we need to live out what God is telling us and when we begin to obey God then you'll know the path of wisdom you'll begin to walk in the right way you'll begin to take the right steps you'll walk through the right door when you obey God's voice and his leading in your life and number four if you want to become wise if you want to be a wise person then you need to find a mentor says this in Proverbs chapter 12 verse 15 says fools think their own way is right but the wise listen to others you know one of my favorite preachers his name is Rich Wilkerson Jr he's the pastor of Wu Church in Miami in America and he once said this he said show me your friends and I'll show you your future you know we need to choose our friends wisely we need to have a circle of people in our lives who we listen to, who we trust, who we can rely on, who can speak into our lives. Because if we don't, if we do things our own way, then we'll end up in destruction. God has placed us in families. God has placed friends around us and they're there to help us make wise decisions. You don't have to do life on your own. And that's the beauty as well of being a part of, the, of a family, especially the family of God. That's the beauty of being part of the local church. And if you're not a part of a local church, then I'd love to invite you to join us here at Gateway. You know, that's the beauty. We can have friends who can help us and, and we can include God in, in our relationships. I want to encourage you to do that. Invite God into every relationship that you have and, and ha ask him to help you establish good, godly, strong friends and counselors who will help you make strong and wise decisions. God can use people to speak to you and I've had that in my life. God can use your pastor. He can use me if I'm your pastor. God can use our elder, Paul. God can use your family members. He can use trusted Christian friends who, who help you see beyond your weaknesses and your failures and struggles and can guide you. And because of their life experience, they can help you as well. You don't need to hesitate to share your fears and your frustrations and your needs with those who love the Lord and those who love you also. And so I want to encourage you, listen to the advice of trusted people around you. Listen to the advice that others give you. Be open. Have a teachable spirit. Don't become too proud that you become a know-it-all. Nobody likes 
a know-it-all. None of us are know-it-alls, really. We all still make mistakes. We all still fail. We all need help and guidance in life, and we need wisdom. And so I want to encourage you, find wise people, find a mentor, find somebody who can give wisdom and speak wisdom into your life. And so as we come to a conclusion of this message today, you know, because God loves us so much, we don't need to worry about our future and we don't need to worry about living in this ungodly world we don't need to worry about making wrong decisions in this life either god he not only has a plan for our lives but he's got a plan for every problem that you and i will ever face oswald chambers a great preacher and a man of god once said this he said all our fret and worry is caused by calculating without god and so today i want to encourage you wisdom is seeing life through God's eyes. It's it's obeying God and following his way, listening to his commandments and doing what he says. That's uh, that's how we can live as wise people in this world. We can be filled with wisdom by trusting in the Lord. So I want to encourage you today, renew your trust in Jesus and you renew your trust in his ability to provide all the wisdom that you need in this world. I want to encourage you today, to be filled with wisdom, get wisdom, be filled with wisdom and continue to grow in wisdom as well. Just like Jesus did in those silent years, he was filled with wisdom and he grew in wisdom and and may we follow our savior. It's more precious than anything. I love what it says in Proverbs 16, 16, how much better to get wisdom than gold and good, good judgment than silver. So I want to encourage you today. Let's ask the Lord, Lord, fill me with wisdom and let's keep growing in wisdom so that we might be a wise people living in an ungodly world, so that we might bring glory and honour to our Saviour through our lives. Amen.